0: Welcome to Senior Living Connecticut, a show that explores solutions for Connecticut's adults striving for the best in senior living. I'm Bill Corbett, manager of Evergreen Crossings, independent senior living, and I'm the author of the book, The 2.0 Entrepreneur. Every episode, I try to sit down with industry area subject matter experts to find out what they've learned along the way, share it with me, and then I like to share it with my listeners. I'm talking today with Dan Blanchard, author of the book, The Storm, How Young Men Become Good Men, and we've got some um, copies to give away coming up in a few minutes, so be listening to your radio, and I will give the number out very shortly where you can call in and win a copy of this. The book is fiction. It's about, uh, and like you say in the back, it's about a teen struggling with life in a violent and frustrating world because that's today. Today is a violent, frustrating world. Mm-hmm. And so we've kind of plucked out some of the main points, but not all of them because we want yeah. you to read the book. But a couple of the points we plucked out was, and we're going to go through them. The first one is to help kids learn, uh, help youth understand the importance of showing up. Uh, to tell, tell me a little more about that.
1: Yes, uh, thank you, Bill. Uh, I'm a school teacher. You know, I'm a father, school teacher, coach. I, I spend a lot of time with my the youth of today. And something that I'm noticing more and more and more is that they're not showing up. You know, they're frequently absent from school. Uh, after school, we go to sports. All right, kids show up for that, right? Maybe they don't love school. Maybe they're not going to show up for school every single day. But they're certainly going to show up for sports every single day, right? Something they signed up for, something they loved. It ain't happening today. Believe it or not, kids are frequently absent from sports as well. And this is something that they signed up for, something that they maybe have a lot of joy in. So you got to figure out, you know, what is going on here? I mean, why is today's youth uh, not present?
0: And, you know, I want to connect that to the workforce because I hire and fire people all the time. And one of the things I've noticed, there's so many youth, so many younger people set up for an interview, and they never show. Either that or they take the job wow. and they work one day and it's too hard for them and they don't come back. And it's, you're yeah. right. This is so important. And here's the part I tell them. If an employer were to call me and, and say, would you hire this person? I would say no. I wouldn't because they're not yeah. reliable. And it's an important message you're telling me.
1: Absolutely. With my students, I have like this candy award that I might get to later, C-A-N-D-I, that I pass out. And I just keep track of two things. I say... Are you showing up for class on time? Every time they are, they get like a little tick from me. And then are you doing your work? You get another tick. So when they get 10, they get a certain candy award, 20, 20 days in class, 20 days doing your work. You know, they get a certain color candy, same with 30 and 40 for the quarter. And I always repeat what Woody Allen says. I go, hey, Woody Allen, Woody Allen said it. He goes, just showing up allows you to beat 50% of your competition. You're already at a 50% of your competition by just showing up. So now what do you do with that other 50% that are showing up? How do you beat them? Well, you beat half of them by just doing the work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when I, used to, I used to teach college, first-year college courses, and I noticed there's so many of them either I'd have empty chairs. They wouldn't show up to all the classes, or they'd show up in sleep. And they just lay their head down and, and they're not afraid and or they're on their cell phone or you can tell they're just doing something completely different. Uh, let's talk, talk about number two. You said uh, believe in something.
1: Uh, yes. All right. So here's the thing. It's not easy to show up every day. It's not easy to do the work. You got to have energy to do that, and some of that does come from like eating right, sleeping right, taking care of yourself, doing all the other things. But when you believe in something, you know, when you when it comes down from your 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 gut, from your core, that you believe in something, you know, maybe something makes you mad and you want to try to fix something, or maybe you got this burning desire not to be like you know what you've seen, maybe your father, or maybe the kids in the neighborhood, or whatever. But when you when you believe in something, it gives you this little fire in your belly. It gives you like this, um, this, this energy. I always say that motion comes from emotion, right? So you get like emotionally charged. You believe in something. You get fired up and. You're going to work hard. You're going to show up every single day if you believe in it. You're going to work hard every single day. So there, you're already beating out 75%, right, of, your, of the population. And, and and by working hard, you're actually beating more. You're probably maybe now, if you're working hard because you believe in something, you got that fired up energy, you're probably ahead of 90% of your competition. Now, if you just stick with it, you have a little staying power, you know, you could do some great things. I mean, we often overestimate what we could do in a day, but we totally underestimate what we could do in a year or two or ten.
0: So another one that uh, pulled from your book is stick to a task and don't quit.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's another thing I'm seeing today that's really worrying me. You know, uh, Bill, you talked about someone showed up. They worked for one day. And said, "Oh man, this isn't what I thought. Or this is too hard. And well, I want to do this." bothers me
0: is in the interview process. I go, "I'm going to lay it out to you. I'm going to scare you. This yeah. is what the work is going to be like. You're going to have to do the following things. Are you okay with that?" "Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. I can do it." "Okay, can you lift fifty pounds? Can you bend? Mm-hmm. Can you do all this stuff?" "Absolutely. Let me tell you about how what I've done on the you know my yeah. the, the farm." And then the, it's too
1: hard. It's too it's too much mm-hmm. work. I see that all the time. You know, I, my students are looking at me halfway through the class. Trying to put away their books And trying to put away their pens Or their Chromebooks Or whatever they got And I'm like guys What are you doing We still got 20 minutes left You know what I'm saying? It's like they they're they're (laughs) staying. They're ready to quit. And you're looking at them going, you know what time this class ends. You know? (laughs) We still got twenty minutes left. Or a practice. You got kids walking away trying to get water when I haven't given them permission to go get water yet. You got kids trying to lay down on the wrestling mat or sit on the bench, you know, on the side of the football field. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, where's your staying power? You know, today I'm really worried about kids not having a staying power. When they sit there and they go, What? You want me to write a full page? Like I'll walk over to my book and I'll say, Triple this is 150 page, right? pages that I wrote. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I think I can expect one page out of you.
0: What about uh, the next one you said is uh, they need more empathy for others.
1: Yeah, I always think that empathy is the virtual the, of, of all virtues. It's the king of all virtues is empathy. I think empathy will, will put you in a position – well, you will go that extra mile. You will step into that leadership role of doing what's right. You will speak up if someone's being bullied. You know what I'm saying, or you will help somebody. Uh, you know, if they're if they're carrying too many books, whatever, all that stuff. But but what I'm seeing is is the opposite. I don't see kids helping kids. Instead, I see kids looking for vulnerabilities, looking for weaknesses, and then exploiting that and mm. making fun of their fellow classmates, fellow teammates, whatever it is. I mean, and you look at me like, where's the empathy? I mean, the, and empathy is another thing that drives immense energy in you to succeed and be that leader that you can be. Um. It would be great. I know, uh, as a teacher, I'm always trying to remind kids to be empathy. As a parent, I am. I mean, grandparents can always remind. Seems there was much more empathy in our grandparents' time. So, you know, seniors I think should be reminding kids of that virtue of empathy. It's something that we're lacking today. And if we don't do something about it, our our, gener- our generation that's up and coming, our country's in trouble. If we don't do something about it, where's the teamwork? You know, you gotta have some kind of empathy for teamwork.
0: Let's go to number five. And, again, these are tips that seniors can use, grandparents can reinforce with their grandkids right now. Goya. Talk about uh, Goya.
1: <laughs> I love Goya. Um, people get a kick out of Goya. It's uh, G-O-Y-A. Get off your <laughs> arse, as my mother and grandmother used to say with her her Irish accent. Arse, get off your arse! Uh, you know, i kind of alluded earlier how uh, motion or emotion creates motion, emotion creates emotion. It's like a two lane road there. But when you go to find, I mean. You lay in that kryptonite couch, something happens to you. You know, it drains you, and you want to do nothing. You know, you sit on that bed, lay in that bed, play with your little video games all day long. It drains the heck out of you. Now, if you're a senior and you're in that wonderful rocking chair or your favorite chair, same sort of thing. It's kryptonite. It's draining you. You're going to find that once you get up and start moving, that that motion, it creates like an energy source. And you, when you go out and you do something – you know, go do something. I don't care if it's riding a bike, driving a car, helping somebody cross the street, helping a kid, having a catch with a kid, teaching someone how to hit a baseball, what, teach, teaching a kid to read. I mean, we got kids that are not doing well with reading. Some of them are just the most basic readers you can imagine. That, that Goya really
0: helps. So these are just some of the tips I'm pulling from the book. Um, I'm interviewing Dan Blanchard, a longtime friend of mine and author of the book "The Storm" and author of the book ser- series "Granddaddy's Secrets." And this is all about what I what I loved about this. When I reached out to Dan, this is how seniors can play a role today. This is how seniors can give more back to today's youth instead of shaking their head, reading the the terrible story in the paper. This is what they can do. What can I do to to change the world? Even one kid at a time, one youth at a time. So we're going to give a couple copies of Dan's book away right now. We're going to take the first two callers. At 860-327-8899, uh, first two callers at 860-327-8899 will receive a signed copy of The Storm. Uh, this is great for grandparents to be able to read and help with giving back to today's world through today's youth. Let's go on. Let's let's hit one more here. Uh, Delayed gratification. (laughs) Kids want everything now. They've been trained, and and of course we have now. We can go to Amazon and order something now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so hard to to teach our kids instant gratification. But there's incredible power in not. Uh, um, subscribing to, to instant gratification, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, to, there's a lot of good that comes out of delayed gratification. In my book, The Storm, I talk about the marshmallow test, which, uh, I'm sure some of the listeners are aware of the marshmallow test that they put a bunch of kids in a room, told all of them, listen, us adults gotta leave for a little bit. we we'll be back real soon. <laughs> uh, go ahead and have that marshmallow if you want, but, but if you don't eat the marshmallow, when you get back, you'll get two of them, right? And, they they left the room. They came back a little bit longer, and something like two thirds of the kids ate the marshmallow. They,
0: the marshmallow. they <laughs>
1: couldn't <laughs> wait. One third of the kids got the marshmallow, and they said, "Hey, we got it right here. We didn't eat it." And they said, "All right, you get two of them." So the interesting thing is, they followed those kids for the next twenty years, and they noticed that in one instant, out as instance after another, there was they did, they exhibited the skill of delayed gratification. Rather than that instant gratification that most people, you know, conduct themselves in. And 20 years later, you know, they looked at their jobs, their successful, you know, their success in marriage, their success in, let's say, health. And every single indicator they looked at, the ones with delayed gratification that did not eat the marshmallow were more successful in life.
0: Is that right? It makes perfect sense.
1: It sure does. It
0: really does. Uh, uh, One more, and then uh, we're about out of time. Kaizen.
1: Uh, Kaizen's a great story. You probably need a whole
0: show just for uh, yeah. For Kaisen, I could use right?
1: all. Uh, I, I'm a history teacher, so I love the whole General MacArthur and Ed, Dr. Edward Deming's rebuilding Japan after World War II. And you couldn't even place a phone call after World War II in Japan, and they rebuilt it. Now, to some people, will simplify it and talk about the whole Dr. Edward uh, Deming's. Thing about yeah about just being systems of improvement, but it's it's an improvement in everything you do. You are constantly it's like living and breathing improvement. And kai stands for what? Kai is uh, change, and zen is good. So change is good.
0: Change is good. All right. Well, we've been uh, we've been meeting with Dan Blanchard. He's the author of the book The Storm. And how people can get in touch with you? Give us a website that they can reach out to.
1: Absolutely, they can find me on GranddaddySecrets dot com or danblanchard.net or check me out on any of the social media uh, channels or Amazon or just Google Dan Blanchard. Thanks for
0: coming out, Dan. This is great. This is how seniors can play a role in changing today's youth. You've been listening to Senior Living Connecticut, a show that explores solutions for Connecticut's family and adults to help them get the most out of life and to really enjoy the life they have now. Listen to us next week. We'll see you then.
1: When I'm 16